The show you are about to listen to is intended for mature audience only. There will be things said that may not be appropriate for younger audience and may offend you. We at Whatever Talk would like to apologize in advance. But really, get over it. Nagoliki do folks. Goliki do <laughs> That is Japanese for hello. It's N G G O L E K I Nagoliki. I don't know. Hopefully this just don't get mad and bomb my domain because I might have said something about somebody's cousin over there. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to just say hello. How you doing, folks? Welcome to Whatever Talk, the show where we talk about whatever it is we seem to be talking about at the time. I'm your host, Donnie. Don't have Simply Calf with us, but we do have another awesome guest that I've met for the second time now, Rochelle. Hello, hello. We talking about whatever, whatever that's on your mind, speak your mind, don't be shy, this is your time to shine. You are not a token on my show. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that because of the uh, the topic that I really want to talk about with you. I was like, mm-hmm. that could come off like that. <laughs> <laughs> no tokenism this evening. But you are forever be my fellow token in the future now, though. Truth, truth. <laughs> True. Just because of that tricky cat. I appreciate the company, though. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's always good to be not the only token. Yes. It, it's very good not to be the only token. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, in fact, if you are the only token at Chuck E. Cheese, I'll ask you to hurry up and go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They made a movie about it. It's called Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> Get the heck out. And speaking of that movie, that movie kind of really kind of made me mad, kind of, because I understand it's a movie. Mm -hmm. I understand, you know, it has to be entertaining. Yeah. But at the same time of being entertaining, we're still left with this dilemma of not doing black things to do to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. We would have been got out a long time ago. Yes. Like, like that that was one of my major problems with the movie. I was just like, at the moment that people strolled up to the car, mm-hmm. would have been, Mm-mm, nah, be okay. We'll see your parents another time. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I really like you, baby. I almost was going to say I love you until all these white people came up. But <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I really like it. I'll meet you back at the house. Um, bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get out. It wouldn't have been no spending the night. It Mm-mm. wouldn't have been no Mm-mm. mingling. Nope. It can sound off as like, okay, y'all guys are being one-sided right about now. But at the same time, these wasn't your average looking white people. These wasn't the same type of white people you go up to and be like, hey, y'all look cool to talk to. No, I mean, I mean that that <laughs> the the point at the at the party, right? Like mm-hmm. that was the most uncomfortable scene for me because I've been put in situations like that. And your immediate thing is like, it's time to roll. It's just time to go. Like, this exactly. is not a place for me to be. And I'm not going to be here a minute longer than I have to be. And you excuse yourself and you leave. So like just staying there just because, oh, these are people, you know, like that doesn't happen. It's unrealistic. Yes. 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 I like the movie. Mm-hmm. I do like us a whole lot better than Get Out if you haven't seen that. Oh, it became one of my favorite movies. I had to watch it 
like three times because you're not going to get it the first time. You're not. I don't care what you say. Yeah, you that's why I haven't watched yet. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm familiar with it. I I don't do like jump scares really well at all. Like it's my least favorite thing. So mm -hmm. like I'm I bought the movie because support, but I was like I'm not ready to like watch this. It's gonna have to be a really really bright like eight o'clock in the <laughs> <Bright> morning. <day. laughs> exactly <laughs> for me to be able to get through it. <laughs> and then like immediately yeah. after that, I'm gonna have to watch like some super saccharine act anime or like. <laughs> Shira or something <laughs> that is so to cleanse the palate. That is so hilarious because I'm a horror fanatic. Mm. I, ever since I was a little kid, like I've been drawn to horror movies more so than anything. Horror and comedy has been my thing growing mm -hmm. up. And when I was younger, I remember every time I watch a horror movie, I would have to put on a cartoon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> To, to erase or dilute some of the things mm -hmm. I just seen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely have to do that. I love psychological thrillers. Don't get me wrong, and and I I think that there are some really really great horror movies out there. You know, I grew up getting through the Freddy Krueger movies and the Jason movies, and like that's my childhood. But you know, where where horror is right now, especially real heavy on the slasher fic and the jump scare. As I think it's a cheap mechanic. I don't enjoy the jump scare, and I don't oh. like like how many you know movies tend to rely on it. Oh yeah, I I agree. Uh, the horror genre now, and me being a horror fanatic and really paying attention to the the movies now and where they came from. Oh my goodness, it's it's really disappointing. Somebody like me, mm. who oh, it's it's so. It's so whack. Like, it's a rare gem when a good one actually comes out and doesn't rely on the things you just said. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm, I'm disappointed. But by me being such a fanatic of horror, much of anything else that you're a fanatic of, you, you just got to give it a shot anyway. Just right. hope that it's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, oh, yep. my goodness. It's, you got to ride it's, along it's, with it. Yeah, it really is really nasty. Now, I was just talking to my dad about the, the the new Chucky movie that's out, New mm. Child's Play. Have you seen it? Uh, nope. Oh my goodness! This is by far probably one of the worst horror movies, but it's most definitely one of the. It is the absolute downfall of Chucky. Now, if there was to ever come out with a Chucky movie, it probably would never be anything just because of that. Mm. That thing that's sucks sad because so I much. did enjoy like the really in truth I I enjoyed the first two like I loved the first one I mm -hmm. enjoyed the second one and yep. then I think it was like when they got to three it, it was really just almost comical like it yeah. wasn't scary it was just campy and I don't have anything against camp but that's not what Chucky was for me and what Child's Play was for me so I was like eh. And then they just doubled down on it. And I was like, all right, I'm out. We're good. Thank you so much. Bye. Yep, yep. And I do have a thing about Kemp. If it's not anything dealing with Jason. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> if it ain't Jason, don't. Oh, if it's not Jason or Samantha. A lot of people yep. don't know who Samantha is. Oh, you know who Samantha is? Mm-hmm. Oh girl, you you know, I want to end the show now. Just because you <laughs> it's a great, it's a great show that you know who Samantha is. It's great already. <laughs> Samantha is so underrated. She is a freaking beast that you don't play with, and she's all human. Mm -hmm. 
all humans. You just don't want to mess with that psycho right there. <laughs> no, no. But let's get off this horror stuff and move okay. on to something that is horrifying, kind of, sort of, not really, Moesha. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are we transitioning to? That's not what yeah. I was expecting. It's not what you expected, but um, I like it. <laughs> I'll roll with it. I'm assuming you know who Moishi is by your replies. Mo to the E to the E to the Moishi. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, they have the series on Netflix now. I'm on season four, I think midway through the season, and I have noticed something. First, let me say I enjoyed Moishi when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this before we actually got started a little bit, and I enjoyed it. Again, I didn't know too much of the stuff that I was looking at. It was, TV was just entertainment for the most part as mm-hmm. growing up, because we kids, we don't know what understand the stuff most time, most of the time. To me, it's on par with the big dogs, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. The Cosby Show, The Different World, Martin. Mm-hmm. Moesha is dope. It's a dope show. Funny. I had no idea the dad was as funny as he is in the show. He is hilarious. Yeah. And Miles, I didn't, <laughs> I paid, I paid more attention to Miles now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Miles is killing the Osis twins. Mm-hmm. As far as kid stars, they ain't got nothing on Miles. Miles is as far advanced as a kid star and on a sitcom, in my opinion, at that yeah, time. I, I, I really think that a lot of people, slept on Moesha when it came out. You know, even though it was a successful show, I I don't think that a lot of people really paid attention or gave it credit for just how good it was or, frankly, how well cast it was. (laughs) Pun intended on frankly. (laughs) Right? Um, But how well it was cast and, and really, you know, to your point, like how deep it actually tried to go throughout the entire course of the show. It wasn't just kind of the slapstick laugh track. Hey, here's your eight o'clock, eight thirty comedy show to fill in the space until you get to the deeper prime time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I definitely put for me, Moesha in that same pantheon as the Cosby show and different world and all of those shows, you know, girlfriends and living single that really were for me at the time growing up in, you know, at that time in the 90s. So I was getting ready to go into high school to have some kind of representation of sort of kind of what my black life actually was like. (laughs) And that was somewhat realistic to me. Like I had never seen any show that had a chick on it with braids. And Brandy's braids, that entire series, were always on point. <laughs> she had the same type of braids. It might have been, like, did up in different styles, but the same braids for a whole entire three seasons. Yep. The fourth season came along. She had something different. And then, for some reason, somebody said, hey, you remember those braids you had? <laughs> and brought them back. So she was back to the braids again, where I met in the fourth season mm-hmm. but i remember a flashback i think in the third season where she was reminiscing about her mom and her mom was doing her hair and she was mm-hmm. like oh, i hate braids i'm never getting these again and i was mm-hmm. like that's hilarious that they were aware of that as well back then mm-hmm. <laughs> but i want to touch on something what you just said that was to me 
I was trying to get at with my segue mm-hmm. is that Omoisha is, to me, very lacking when it comes to this is a message episode. Mm-hmm. They really suck at that to me. Everything else is on par, but when it comes to like this is a message and you need to, it's something in this type of episode. I think they really, really try so hard at the same on, on that. But at the same time, I also think about it from my own morale mm-hmm. because the way Frank is, which is Moesha's dad. The way that he is as far as what a man is supposed to be, it's like, wow. It's comical because that's what they, what society really believes, even to this day, what a man is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dang, like, I kind of felt for Moesha a couple of times. Like, um, even though, like, Moesha, you're, you're, you're way, like, you do need your butt beat. But at the same time, dang, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like their message episodes are really not good at all. It's like it's too masculine for one on this end or it's extremely too sexist on this end and missing masculinity with sexism does not work well when... It typically doesn't. Yeah, I'm like... Just, it wow. typically doesn't. But I think that like Moesha, just like as far as the writers went, I think that they, in all honesty, didn't feel like they had a vehicle to go real hard at the message episode. Like I'm sitting here and I'm trying to remember in the entire series, any episode that I could like point to and go, that's the message episode, right? And this is what I took away from it. And I can't do that. You know, I can I can do that with several episodes of The Cosby Show right off the top. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I remember when Dwayne Wade's car got painted with the N-word. Like, I remember that message yep, episode. I remember, I remember the ones with, you know, <laughs> Rock. But I can't pick out, you know, a message episode from Moesha. It, it very much, I think tried to do that in a couple of places but to your point like it was still soft because at the end of the day it was still really a vehicle for brandy you know and she had albums that were still dropping and kind of this really girly soft image and i think that you know the the writing staff was really careful about not wanting to put anything on that that would would be memorable in those ways that like a really well done message episode would do. Like I can't see Kadeem Hardison and not remember that episode. You know, I will never forget the episode of Fresh Pence when Ben Vereen left Will again. Like, uh. <laughs> you know, like it's to this Why you day. Bring that one back up. Why you okay, gotta, to this day, that episode I still get missy. <laughs> okay, but he's like, "Why you don't want me, man?" I'm like, yeah. "Fuck him." Yeah, you, you know, don't need, you're better than that. Look at <laughs> look at all these people you've got around you, Will. Like you, you know what's funny is that the Cosby Show. First, first of all, the Cosby Show is my all-time non-animated sitcom or TV mm. show. Period. Peels and all, still mm-hmm. my favorite show. Yeah, <laughs> that 
That's one of the few ones I can separate the art from the artist on. Yeah, I can separate the art from the artist when I, in just about everything. I don't know these cats to be to not separate them. That's how I look at it. So yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's a nasty thing, but at the same time, um, y'all still bang the heck out of R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, so I don't. got I, I R. Kelly gets no passes with me. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I never really cared about Kales. Mm. Me, that's just me. To me, it, it just, just it, it just hurt me because there's too many family functions that like I have good memories that are wrapped around our Kelly songs, and I'm like, damn, uh, damn, all the thing damn. I see is just I can just see a tint of yellow just covering this whole uh, area. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Why you gotta mess up that wedding for me, Kel? Uh. <laughs> oh man, but going back, uh, you probably can't remember any brandy stuff because I get they were just so sucky at delivering the message. But one of the things that really stood out the most to me, not the most, but just when I'm fixated on because it's one of the latest ones I was looking at, is when um uh Kim got mad at Moesha and Nisi for talking about her they had called her on her phone she mm -hmm. didn't answer she let the answer machine pick up and you know they were saying hey we trying to get these costumes together and blah 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 see where you at with yours and then they thought the phone hung up nisi was like hey i forgot to even um ask and think about do they even have a costume to fit um mm. <laughs> what's her name oh what is her kim yeah uh -huh. yeah they offered, do they even have an uh, outfit to even fit kim you know, they both started laughing, and then Moesha was like, hey, um, I don't know, but if they do, we'll make sure it's spandex. You know, she got all sad and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, and they're talking about, they talking about her. You know, she she mad the whole rest of the episode because, oh, y'all talking about me behind my back. And I'm like, that's not talking about you behind your back. They do mm -hmm. this in your face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. this is a bad way to spread this type of whatever it is you're trying to spread here. Because again, I do this in your faith. We all talk about your weight. You talk about my or me all the time. We talk mm -hmm. about each other. We just, we have fun. How are you mad right now? Yeah. You know, to your yeah. point that, that just kind of shows again, how sloppy in places, you know, the writing team really is because you can't have a character that, you know, throughout the series is one-lining themselves mm -hmm. for being big. You know, it's constantly ha like having snacks and, and doing the, you know, bonbon on the couch kind of thing. And then pop in an episode where they get indignant because when people don't know that they're being listened to, they're doing the same thing that you yourself and everybody in the series up until that point at some point in time has done you know it just it it doesn't follow like the logic doesn't follow but that's something yeah. that i think you know you pick up more as an adult than you do yeah. like watching the series right because again that stuff is all kind of wrapped around the laugh track and because you know it's me doing the self-deprecating thing that's supposed to be acceptable right and here comes that, the laugh yeah, track, yeah. and then we go to commercial and oh that shit was funny when she's eating the doritos and be like not Hey, licking the thing, right? <laughs> but yeah. it, it also is a nasty caricature when you think yeah. about it. Say like, it I'm a chunky girl, out. right? I'm a chunky girl. And when that show was on, like, you don't know how many people would be like, oh my God, you remind me so much of Kim. And I'd be like, first of all, wash your mouth out. <laughs> you know what? When this series kind of first came out to uh, Netflix, I heard somebody post up on, on Facebook saying, 
Like, dang, this is the first episode, and they already going on with Kim waiting, this and this and that. And then I'm looking at it, and I'm like, even compared to today's bigness, Kim is nowhere near big. What the Mm-mm. heck are they talking about? Like, Right, but that was a big deal. Like, that was the thing. <laughs> she was the big girl. I know that she was considered the big girl, but looking at mm-hmm. it now, it's kind of like, man, yeah. uh, where is the actual com? Well, it's funny because... We know that joke is meant for a big person, but mm-hmm. looking at Kim and visually seeing that she is not as big as this joke is making her out to be, it's kind of like, well, let me just add more pounds to this joke it's intended to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because again, Kim is not big at all. Yeah. Boy, back in society, from what was society's standards? period. It's, it's, it's baffling. Yeah, it really but, is. But I mean, those are the things that like, you know, as far as society is concerned, and as far as frankly, people that you see on TV at that time, like that was considered big and big enough to like, yeah, these jokes will fly and, and they'll hit. And for many people, they did. It, it, it did because again, people are mean. Humanity is me. And of course, if they're not in your face, it's going to always be funny. Mm-hmm. But the moment they get in your face, they'll be like, oh, that was, that's cold, man. You shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. that's talking behind your back. And to me, that is not a real friend. Because a real friend is going to talk about you in front of your face and behind your back. Because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Even in real life. Like, you can't get mad at something that we do all day, every day. Like, why wouldn't you think that we won't be talking about you now? We're friends, right? Just because you're absent from the meeting of friendship right now don't mean that we ain't going to bring you up. Yeah. And I think that that, (laughs) you know, it's really important friends to be able to be real with each other. Right. And I think what the counterweight to that is, is that and I do absolutely hold social media a huge part of this is that so many people now are very surface And, you know, I don't want to say vapid because I think that that's just rude to say about people, although it's very appropriate for some people. But you said what what word you use? Vapid. Um, Vapid. It's one of my favorite words. Yeah. So so vapid basically just means, you know, um, empty, shallow. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's straight up humanity. (laughs) Right. And and so because of that, you have so many people that are fake, you know, that are one way in front of you and another way behind your back. And I think. You know, like because people are so aware of, okay, there's the in front of my face version of, I'll shoot myself in the example, Rochelle, that you get, right? And then there's the, you know, behind my back when you're not around, like, I got some shit to say about you, but I won't say it in front of your face. And I think part of that comes from, you know, a place of like, some people are just really scared of confrontation, right? And they don't want to engage in confrontation, either because frankly, they don't know how to really have a conversation and properly express themselves with their words. So they'd rather avoid it. And so it's easier to, in our little cabal, with my little words, say whatever it is that I want to say, but to your face or at least publicly in social or whatever, be another way. And I think that we have just become so used to living in this dual space that we now expect it. And because we expect it, we assume that it always happens and we (laughs) jump and we put that label on everybody, right? I assume that like you talk about me one way and then like we finish this recording and be like, I really shouldn't have had that chick on here because she doesn't really know what she's talking about. And, but I 
got to get an episode done. So like we do this, like it's expected by so many people because they don't know how to be authentic and express themselves and get over that fear of confrontation. Like I don't like confrontation, but I also, I don't like ambiguity, like not knowing like where we are, are we cool? Are we not cool? Cause I don't have to waste time if we're not cool and I ain't got time to waste. You know, so I much prefer to just be transparent and know where you're coming from and you know where I'm coming from. And then we can be cool. And yeah. and not enough people get to that place and nope. are comfortable in that place. Nope, nope. And let me say, that's exactly how I felt I want every single recording of Trophy Whores. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't know this. Well, they should if they listen to Trophy Horror. Like, I, I most definitely made it known. I was the absolute only black guy on there. Mm-hmm. On, I'm talking about, we're not Trophy Horrors. With Trophy Horrors, yes, but I meant to say Proven Gamer. Mm-hmm. Like, they was strictly under the uh, affirmative action law. <laughs> under, <laughs> under. <laughs> and got rid of the only Mexicana they had, too, in the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Needed a little bit EEO in that C. <laughs> like, man, you, you had two already wrapped together. All you just needed some Asians, and you have been good. Like, <laughs> but you didn't get <laughs> you didn't mess it all up, man. I can I should call in, but I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It does suck, but at the same time, that's that's life. I mean, it's just human nature. Yeah, it is human nature. It shouldn't be. um, Mm -hmm. We should all strive to work on a most definitely nowadays a different thought process. But people are content with their thought process and Mm -hmm. don't 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 want to. But and they're um, comfortable with it. Yeah, 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 there you go. Because they look at it as of. If it's not broke, why fix? But that's the mm-hmm. thing. You don't want to believe that this is broke. Right. It's like, it's it's been broke. Like, mm-hmm. it's not only broke, like, you're missing parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's because if you admit that it's broke, then you have to do uncomfortable uh, things. Like, ooh, that's the core. Like, ooh, all it. of that stuff. It's comfortable. I don't have to change. I don't have to have uncomfortable conversations. I don't have to put myself in a situation where I have to admit that something is wrong and then put an effort to make it right. I don't have to listen more than I talk. I don't have to put myself in somebody else's shoes. That's oh hard work. Girl, you, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like I'm on you. Like I'm with you. Like girl, you are hitting it. Like you, you, you said it. The key thing out of everything you just said, the word admit. People have an issue with owning. Like just own it, own it. Like that's the first part. Own it, and then mm-hmm. that right there. Since you know about it, since you are aware of it, you've been held. That's why you don't want to admit it. That's why you don't want to mm-hmm. own it because now you're being held to make the difference, to make mm-hmm. the change, and you don't want. You don't want to. If you admit that change, if you admit to anything, that means you have to change now. Yep. You know, and people don't want to own up. That's the biggest thing in my with what I see in life that people just don't want to own up to stuff. And but they're still saying they're sorry. 
Right. No, because you accountability be is hard. Yeah, you can't be sorry and not own up at the same time. It just right. doesn't work like that. Nope. Nope. What are you sorry for then? Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Let's let's move on because you about you 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 about to be my star token. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, I wanted to talk about this. We, I have touched upon this in the previous show, but I like to bring up topics again, just you know, just to hear different viewpoints, and I might can get new insight on things you know sure sure i want to talk about discrimination and discrimination specifically when it comes to the workforce okay i feel that there should be some form of discrimination when it comes to some of these jobs and particularly securities cops uh something that deals with enforcing some type of force (laughs) You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Those are just some examples. There are others, but none is probably coming ahead as of right now. I know they claim it's against the law, discrimination, but yet they're still asking us what gender, what race, what, mm-hmm. you know, age we are and all this stuff. Those are discrimination, discriminative questions, but they're not supposed to discriminate, though, right? Mm-hmm. Not supposed now. to discriminate based off of your answer. Exactly. But you mm-hmm. still got these questions here that are very discriminative. Mm-hmm. Getting more in depth with this is that I have put in applications with first neglecting the fact that I'm black. And that's just our motto to put in hundreds of applications. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just looking for work. So I'm putting in applications everywhere. Let's just go with security. Yep. I won't get the job because I like to think that I'm young and fit and can do the job. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not getting it. But I turn around two weeks later, you got this freaking 98 year old securing this place. Like they can barely secure their own bowels. <laughs> but you chose this person over me. And then you use, well, we can't discriminate. Um, yeah, this person is dying in a week. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. what's the point of going through the paperwork of that when you can just hire me and yeah, I can like I can run, man. Like mm-hmm. just that alone should get me the job over this person. Me being able to run, me being yeah. able to walk on my own, mm-hmm. you know, that right there should just get me the job alone versus you giving it to this 104-year-old cat. Right. Right. So, private security I think is one of many places that really there needs to be some kind of I'm going to say I'm going to say for lack of a no, in all honesty, I'm going to say for lack of a better term, some kind of oversight organization, because there isn't any set. Okay, if I think that you're doing discriminatory hiring, then there's an organization that I can go to file a claim or have somebody look into it and some kind of governance that comes in and goes and questions and holds accountable you know, the hiring folks of why one hire happens over another, right? You know, because with private security, you have a mixture of people. You have people like yourself that are applying to try and get these security guards positions. You have, you know, cops who in their off hours are trying to do security to make, you know, extra money. You have all different kinds of people that are coming in. And yet I have never seen like any single organization that provides any kind of governance around 
who your hires should be. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know that there are unions for security guard. Like, who do you they go are, to? They are. Okay. They, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who. I'm not sure if, if there's a union, but there is a, I guess you could say union-like mm -hmm. thing. And when I did apply to be a security guard, I had to go through the actual job itself and then go register or license for a specific level of security mm -hmm. at the same mm -hmm. time. So again, okay. I'm not quite sure if it's a union, but it's a union-like. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. So I, I think that there's, that's good that that exists. But, you know, to your point, I've never seen any kind of logic in any of the places <laughs> that I've worked as how, as, as how security was picked, right? So my previous job where I worked was an agency and we had security that came into and was managed by the property owners of the building that we were in. You know, it was one of, a old warehouse that was converted into office spaces. And so they had security that they hired. The individual businesses couldn't hire their own security. And so there'd be times where I'd walk, you know, to the building, which wasn't in the safest part of town for dark skinned folks in Boston at the time. And, you know, most of the security guards, again, I'm chunky. And that's a nice way of putting it looking at some of these cards and I'm like, I could outrun this dude in heels oh, and I'm wow. short and fat. Like this is, I, this person does not make me feel safe and or secure. I don't know that he can see five feet in front of himself. So if I was to be attacked, I'm sure he couldn't identify the assailant in court. Like it really oh, messed me up. And, and I wondered like, how did you get this job? Like, who did you know? Whose grandfather do you play dominoes with? And that's how you got the gig. Like, it, it wasn't because you were quick on the draw. Like, huh? most of them, I really <laughs> didn't want them to have firearms. Like, literally, quick on the draw, literally. Like, and we're in a bad part of town. So why there aren't, you know, people who are fit? I mean, as a baseline, have 2020 vision? <laughs> yeah I, not look like santa claus yeah like, I, those are, are things that you know <laughs> ran through my mind and and when i moved to my position that i'm in right now um i work for a bank it is a black owned bank and when i came into the bank and i met the security guard lovely guy had been the security guard there forever i mean was you know a youngish cat he was only like 31 or 32 but and this is not me being mean like on a good day, this dude was like 385. Like he wasn't gonna catch anybody. <laughs> like he couldn't stand, like, like it really <laughs> tired him out to stand in the lobby all day. So he had a stool that he sat on over in a corner. And I'm just like, if anything actually really pops off in this lobby, if that's my first line of defense, I'm fucked. <laughs> first line. Yeah, but so that's why I feel like there should be some form of discrimination allowed, even though, again, I know in the real world and going off the history of how mankind acts, most likely you're going to be working with uh, your boss as a white person. Again, I'm not saying mm -hmm. white people this, I'm just going off the history of white people mm -hmm. in this particular situation mm -hmm. that's what they're going to hire they're going to hire this old person or this extremely extremely unfit person to be this job whether the person can be like me who was like uh, i guess you, I, I think i'm a um athletic chisel 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I do stuff. Like, I'm an active cat. Like, I flip around and jump. So, I ain't saying I couldn't do this if I was 300. I'm just saying I got to put in extra effort to do mm-hmm. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, it's like, come on. Like, did you not look at my application at all? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a real tough question, because, you know, sometimes they don't look at the applications, to be honest with you. They already know, you know, who they want to hire and who they want to put in spot or who they got to do a favor for. And and they just are going through the rigmarole so they can say, yes, we interviewed this many candidates and this was determined to be the best fit. You know, I think that there's what I would do is I would flip the script a little bit and I wouldn't say that there's necessarily like you should be discriminatory, but every business has the ability to say there are certain criteria that you have to meet to do the job. There you go. And it's not discrimination, but there's certain things that in order to actually do this job, you have to be able to do. And there is a belief that if you are over a certain weight or a certain age, or you can't perform certain tasks, that would preclude you from being able to do the job well. You know, and so I would think when it comes to security, that you would want to have any candidates that come through, go through a vision test, you know, perform some sort of physical activity. If you're doing some kind of security where you're carrying weapons, you should be able to show some proficiency in being able to use those weapons so that you can check the box and go, okay, yes, this is a person that can identify a situation where escalation is needed. This is a person that has the ability to use force if it is necessary, because those are important things when you're working security. (laughs) You're supposed to keep the place secure. Secure, and I would even go as far as even if you was to get higher at a meet all the criteria level, if you were not to meet the criteria later on in, in your career of this, then you should get demoted or absolutely something else. There's so many roles where you have to research, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and prove that you can still do this thing. Right. On the technology side and on the physical side, you know, you you have to prove like if you're a firefighter, you have to prove that you can still pick up a person, throw them over your shoulder and carry them. You have to prove you can pick yourself up. You're like, man. You know, I mean, like you don't just get the badge and the stamp and you're a firefighter now. So if you put on a whole bunch of pounds and you can't lift a 10 pound dog, well, you're still a firefighter. Like that doesn't happen. So, you know, I think and, and again, to me, that's again, where an organization, you know, that drives what that criteria is and that spec and does those checks and does those certs, that that kind of governing body, I think that's where, you know, you have at least some of that power. And when you don't have something that is centralized, when you like private security, you don't have, okay, this is the criteria that anybody that we're going to hire and put out into these places has to meet. If you don't have that, then you end up with, you know, the 90 year old security guard who's been a security guard at this business for 35 years. Retired, dude. You're not keeping anything secure. And anybody that (laughs) hires you is lying to themselves and everybody coming in the building that this is the guy to keep the place safe. And if you're um, in your mid to late 90s and you've been here for 35 years, you weren't supposed to get hired in the first place. No. (laughs) Like... You weren't really. That's not the job for you. Like, if we needed a greeter at the door, that's cool. You want to have somebody that strikes a conversation while people wait in the lobby? Cool. 
but definitely not my security, you know, and, and finally, you know, where I work now, enough people raise the stink and, you know, in going into the pandemic, we were just like, look, people are going to get desperate. Like money is going to start getting real tight for people and they're going to start making some real poor life decisions and robbing a bank might sound like a good idea. And my leadership, luckily enough, had the thought and was open to it and changed. And now we have this rotating team of about five different guys who, yeah, there's security. (laughs) (laughs) There's one dude who's like six foot one, just can't, every shirt on him just looks like it's a fitted tight shirt, but it's not. He's just jacked like a brick shit house. And I'm just like, yeah, I feel safe walking to my car tonight because Mike's on, you know, like, not Billy Bob, you know, but <laughs> no shade on the guy that was doing the job before was a super sweet guy. He knew the building inside and out, knew people inside and out, but he wasn't the guy to keep me safe. Yeah. It has nothing to do with person with the person. Absolutely not. Nothing to do. It's just that dude, you cool and all, but gramps. <laughs> Come Look, on. we have all kinds of qual- qualifications that people need to have to have jobs, right? You know, the, the whole reason why you got to submit your resume and you got to be a college grad for some things and, and, and you've got to have, you know, certificates saying that you're proficient and to work with certain tools and machinery and to drive a tractor trailer. Like there are things that you have to be able to do in order to do a job. And there are trainings that you have to do and you have to be able to prove that you are competent to do the job. That's nothing against anybody as an individual or a person, but you do have to prove. And I think it's fair to ask people to prove their competency for doing certain jobs. Yeah, Hasselhoff cannot be a freaking lifeguard no more. No. Don't hire that man as a lifeguard. He is not a lifeguard. Norris Pam, don't hire Pam either. Norris Pam. (laughs) And guess what? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, not the lifeguard guy. He's too muscly. It takes him forever to get through the water to get to a person. Yeah, uh, I didn't see that whole thing. But yeah, I want somebody who can actually maneuver through the water. Okay, I want Michael Phelps as a lifeguard. Awesome. There you go. It's many other, you know, occupations that needs this uh, implemented criteria thing implemented. Yeah, discrimination, of course, you would get in trouble for that. Even going off the real world reality of the whole situation, even with your uh, suggestion about Mm -hmm. what could uh, be applied, which I think Mm -hmm. is a great idea, but we know that that's going to get again abused and we're going to be in the same boat as before as putting in hundreds of applications oh yeah because people (laughs) then devise you know their cherry pick criteria so they get the candidates that they want but you have Mm -hmm. to start someplace right and at least if you have like a list of criteria then you can go up against and say okay well for what this job is you know how is this valid criteria right like you can question the criteria but if you don't have that to begin with then you're shooting at the in the black in in the dark of what is keeping me from getting this job because then I can invent anything that I want because there's nothing that I'm being held accountable mm-hmm. to. Yep, yep. 
And after that, while we have it, fire Chief Wiggum. He he doesn't need to be. Oh, a, Chief uh, Wiggum! Like it's he, just the poster child for should not be in a position of authority or have exactly. a weapon. I don't know how you got to police chief when it's obvious that you should not have been anything other than a traffic cop at best. He wiggled himself up there. That's what. Oh he man! That's <laughs> also, a get rid of wiggle though. Get rid of freaking Joe too. My <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't want freaking Joe rolling up on me talking about hand me your license. <laughs> you know, Joe. <laughs> it's like not because now I gotta wait for the time for you to get out the car and get right back into the car for you to do all your cop stuff. That's <laughs> even more extra time that you about to spend on there not doing nothing that you're supposed to do. Like, why does it take you forty five minutes to run my ID? <laughs> so. Tack, tack that time onto the time it's going to take Joe to get in and out of the car. I don't want that. Get rid of Joe, too. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, discrimination is probably not the uh, word, but that's what it is. Because mm-hmm. so, that's what it boils down to, because there isn't anything that you can point to, again, like the criteria or or anything else and hold anybody accountable to for these reasons that you didn't get the job. And so therefore all you're left with is, well, it's gotta be then because I wasn't the white dude that you hired. (laughs) It's gotta be that I'm black. And because that's all you're left with, because there isn't anything else. And I think that a lot of times, you know, places that are hiring also don't do a good job of like following up with people with why they didn't get the job. And again, I think that that is based out of, being uncomfortable with confrontation. Yeah, it, it most definitely because I was a merchandiser for Coca-Cola back mm-hmm. in 2011. Up until recently, uh, a few years ago, I was a seasonal for the summer merchandiser. Ever since that mm-hmm. season ended, I've been putting in applications with Coke to try to get back in there. Gotcha. And before, you know, I left um, for the season job or you know, whatever they do to people when they get done, throw them in the trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the stores themselves I was visiting, you know, they said good job and this and this and that. We conversate all the time. But I would never get the job back. And mm-hmm. I went to many, you know, interviews with them. And I would even ask them, is there anything that I could have done for future references? One time I, I was like, bet. I'm going to get the job just for showing dedication alone. I stay in Detroit. I had to go all the way up to Flint for an interview. Ooh. I was like, man, this right here should give me some like some major, major kudo points for even coming to Flint right. for this interview. Mm-hmm. Nope. Now with 7-Up, since they couldn't tell me anything, I'm not chucking it up to I'm being black Mm-hmm. I'm just maybe somebody see me drinking a um Mountain Dew because I do not <laughs> like Coke products. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't, while but, while but, you were out merchandising yeah, for Coke, just yeah. I don't like Coke products. This Baja Blast is the shit. Oh well, I don't like Baja Blast either, but I don't like Coke products. The only thing I would drink from Coke is Dr Pepper, and that's not even Coke. That's actually the people I work for. That's their drink. It's just Coke distributed. Yeah. So technically, I'm still not drinking Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's the only thing I could probably think of comically that would be the reason why I, I'm not coming back. Somebody flagged my uh, name talking about this guy. Mm-hmm. He drinks Pepsi on the line, huh? on, the, right. on the clock. He drinks mm-hmm. Pepsi on the clock. We can't have that. <laughs> you right. know? 
Which again, I think is some BS in my opinion. I don't care who you are. I just think that's some petty BS to fire somebody or even give them an infraction on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's one of those things that like I'm gonna say back in the day, but it's really only like ten years ago that like that would have been a major problem because brands, you know, especially with competing yeah. brands, like that was a big deal. That's not as big of a deal now. Like I've been on the Microsoft campus and damn near everybody has an iPhone. Like even when like <laughs> they bought Nokia, we're really trying to like do phones again. Um, oh. And I mean, there are even people at they get like a little pissy. Uh. But there are even people that are on campus that you know have Apple laptops and not you know Dells or Asuses or HPs and shit like that. But it used to be like a super taboo to not you know, have anything of your competitors around. And yeah. that's a lot of old school thought. And I think so many brands have, have moved past that. But I do think that you still have, you know, old guard in that like, no, that shit just doesn't fly. And until that's out, all right. that's always going to be like a, a an issue. A personal preference should not be something that flags whether or not somebody can do the job, do they do the job, and do they do the job well. Exactly. But a great time. We had a great time. I had a, I had a great time. Let's see what happens when you get two tokens together. We I'm not the you. only chocolate chip <laughs> in the cookie. Yeah, it feels good. I tell you. Listen to us on Podomatic, Anchor, uh, Podbean, Spotify. If you're having a hard time finding us, Google us. We're the first thing that Google gives you as in search. Go get your shout outs, Royal Rochelle. I all right, so uh, you can catch me and my sister on Twitch. Uh, our channel is called Black Compat. We stream on Wednesday nights, Friday nights, and two Sunday afternoons a month. Our podcast, The Tribunal, where we talk about um, basically being black in the entertainment industry and how it affects us. But on Wednesday nights, I have a community night where we just chill and vibe and talk and drink a little bit and have a good time. And on Friday nights, we do Let's Plays. So check us out at uh, Black Compat twitch.tv slash black compat all of our social on instagram facebook and twitter black compat and our website blackcompat.com. that's black impact compat like compatibility oh, compact oh compact black compact oh, okay. like black is compatible mm -hmm. oh it is it's more it is if you look at all the colors and decipher them and melt them and all that stuff and get all the colors black is in every last one of them every single one i bet you didn't know that white people <laughs> But you learned something today. <laughs> uh, I'm quite sure they knew that. They just don't want to tell us that because they're the ones making them. <laughs> <laughs> they try to act like we ain't so, uh, uh, the secret ingredient. Thank you for uh, again for being a part of the show. I want to give a shout out to my listeners, uh, my family, my wife and kids, moms and Grammeasy. Give a shout out to my crew, Sippy Cavs. Stacy, T. Cliff, and want to give a shout out to my guest, Rochelle. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. And to the next show, whatever. If you would have made it this far, but then you made it to the end of the show, you can stay posted, but we gotta go. But wait a minute, leave a comment, tell us what you think about it. Come again, tell a friend, tell whoever listening, whatever talk. Whatever talk.